chapter 8. John chapter 8, starting in verse 31. Last week we talked about God prepares us for what he purposes us for. And we talked about standing, and we can stand. This word stand was used four times in Ephesians 6. We're going to talk about Ephesians 6 real briefly, but really we're going to live in, in this John passage. But there's some foundation that I want to set. So last week we talked about standing, that you can stand simultaneously. You can stand against something while standing in the presence of something. And what Ephesians called us to do is to stand in the presence of God while we stand against the opposition or an opposition of the enemy. Okay, so it's, it's entirely possible. This word stand is dual. It's that we're going to stand in the presence of God. We talked about needing to stay in the presence of God so that we can stand firm in opposition of the enemy. Today we're going to talk about the first factor in the armor of God. It says that we need to put on the full armor of God. We're going to talk about the first part, and that is truth. In Ephesians 6.14, it says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. We're going to talk about belts. We're going to talk about truth. We're going to talk about our waist and what that means. We're going to talk about specifically, I, I want to preface today by saying, I felt like this week the Lord was giving me a word for us, and this word was about guarding our origins from attack. But we have to understand what this word origin means. We need to guard our origins from attack. What does the word origin mean? Origin means point or place where something begins, arises, or is derived. Birth, beginning, the start, or the genesis. I believe that the beginnings, the birthplaces, the genesis of who we are in humanity, the place that God created us and the purposes he created us for and what he gave us, what he named us as, and who we are in him is directly under attack. I talked a few weeks ago about identity. We're going to hit on identity again, but we're going to talk about truth as it pertains to our identity. But I believe that that's the word today. Number one, I want to I break down. There's three things. Truth is your standard, truth is your center, and truth is your freedom. There's three things we're going to talk about today. Truth is your, is your standard, your center, and your freedom. But let's first set the standard when it comes to truth, because truth is debatable in 2020 in our society. Because, you know, we, this is what we say, well, what's true to you is not necessarily true to me. But the problem is, is we're talking about what's true to each other, but we, we're, we're foregoing or we're missing that there's an, a truth. True and truth are different. True and truth are different. Ephesians 6.14 says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Now, I'm a simpleton, so I'm just going to break this down in simple terms because I want to understand it better. So I, I'm not saying that you need to understand, that you, that you want it simplified, but I need it simplified. So I'm just going to give to you what I found when I looked into this and I started breaking it down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really break this down for us because I want us to understand what truth is because it's such a highly debated thing in our society. Simply put, when you read this word truth in this scripture of Ephesians 6.14, it's faithfulness to an original or to a standard. Faithfulness to an original or to a standard. It's setting a standard. Truth is a standard. And it's our faithfulness, our ability to rely upon this original or a standard. The other word for truth that if, if you read in Psalms 31.5, it says, In your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. <clears throat> now this word truth here. The Hebrew for this in the Old Testament is el-emet. L-E-L, the second word, E-M-E-T. This is what it means. 
It means firmness, faithfulness, reliability. What's interesting about this word is, is El means God. Emet means truth. But that word truth in the Hebrew, this is what that word is built out of. Emet is built out of the first letter of the, of the Hebrew alphabet, the middle letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and the very last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. What this word truth means is it's a name of God. When you look up the names of God, El Emet is a name of God. It's the God, the God not a God, not a truth, the God of like the truth. El Emet. It's this picture of a reliability of God as the originator of all human origin. It's the first and the last holding the middle together. Can I tell you this morning that the truth that God is is the beginning and the end that holds your middle together? You know, Pat, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. And I'm like, that's good because you have element. You have a beginning and an end that's not you holding you together. And too often, what I do, and maybe you do, so too often we can rely on what is true instead of trusting the truth. Here's what I mean. I see these amazing, you know, we, we preach these stories like, you know, the stories of the disciples out on the, out on the sea and there's a storm and they're like, we're going to die. Like how many times in the last six months have people got, and, and I'm, I want us to understand, how many times in the last four months? 2020 has been a doozy. But, but I'm telling you, in Isaiah, I told you a few weeks ago that I'm declaring this is the year of the Lord's favor. 2020 is a readjustment of our sight. Because we need 2020 vision. And what happens in these stories, we read these stories of the disciples out on the sea, right? And they're saying true things. Oh, God, I'm in the middle of a storm. There's COVID and there's this political tension and there's racial tension and there's all this stuff going on. All true statements. I'm alone. I feel high levels of anxiety. Depression is running crazy. Suicide. Catch me. True statements. We're in the middle of a storm. The truth is, Jesus is actually in the boat right next to us. The truth is, the story of Peter, when, he, when, when the storm's going on, Jesus is actually out on the water. The truth is, I, I think it goes beyond. I think Jesus is actually not just calling us to a peace and a calm within the boat with him. I think he's calling us out in faith to miraculous things to get out on the water. But we rely on what's true instead of trusting the truth. Man, I'm just going to stop. So God's truth is the standard holding all things together by his word. It says that God, that all were present in the beginning of creation. God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm not going to dig into all the history and passage of that. Okay. 
they were all present. Jesus was present as the Word. John says uh, that Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Who's the Word? Jesus. All things. God's truth is the standard holding together all of creation. Okay? Together by His Word. By who? Jesus Christ. So truth is a holding. Truth is a holding. And we're being held by truth. That's why in this passage it goes on that truth, number two, truth is your center. That's why it goes on and says belt. Now I want to talk about belts real quick. I'm not talking about the Gucci belt. Now, I have a shoelace holding up my, my pants right now. All right? Because to me, it's easier to steal a shoelace out of one of my kid's shoes and hold up my pants. And so I'm not talking about shoelaces. You go into the gym, like, I, I like to work out. Do you like to work out? I like to actually work out. I just don't like to own a gym membership. I like to actually go to the gym and work out. That's odd, I know, but... Dude. People were all bummed out because the gym's closed. I'm like, none of you even went. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to say it. I'm like, none of these fools were even there. Yeah, but I was getting ready. Monday was coming. I was going to start. <laughs> and I go, okay. So you go into the gym, and it's like, there's all these like CrossFit people. Anybody here do CrossFit? No one. One person. Whew. Okay. So there's like the CrossFit part of the gym, right? So everyone's over there and they got like their special shoes on and they're doing burpees and all this other stuff. And they have these big weight belts, right? Wide belt, cinched down tight, holding their core together. This is important. The word belt means girdle. So we see, so we need to gird up our loins. We're going to talk about what loins are in a second. Very strange word. But this is what a girdle is. It's like spiritual spanks, okay? <laughs> form-fitting. A girdle is a form-fitting foundation garment encircling the lower torso and worn to often shape and support. This is, this is what this is saying to me. That God wants us to have a belt of truth that's cinched down tight to shape and support the core of who we are. And when Paul wrote this passage, he actually was writing with a Roman soldier in mind, and you would never see a soldier re reclining uh, with his belt loose getting ready to go out into battle. Whenever they were getting ready to go out into battle, because the belt would hold together their undergarments, would hold up their undergarments, so it would be like the equivalent of not wearing a belt, putting on all the rest of the armor, going out to do battle, but not having the freedom to do battle with the weapons that you've been given because you're trying to fight and hold your pants up at the same time. Do you have the picture? So God says, that, and, and by the way, these are listed, the armor of God is listed in the order that we need to put them on. Because the foundation of everything that we are and everything that we will do, everything that, that we will move out of will be truth. Will be the foundation. It's the center point. The word waist or loins, <laughs> the place of origins through procreative power. It's the place that the germ comes from to germinate the seed that's in my wife so that we can be procreative. 
It's your place of origins. It's a birthplace. It's the birth center of the future. Man, I just want, how many times as a dad where I'm like, man, I just want to, I want to, and parents, we do this. I want to change like the history of my family. I want things to change. I'm like, then you need to, you need to make sure that you have truth holding your origins together. Because you're going to birth something from there. And if you, if it's not held together by truth, you're going to birth a lie. And your children are going to end up growing up with the DNA and carrying this and believing the lie that you were actually believing. So the girdle of truth, these spiritual spanks, holds together. <laughs> Sorry, this is the picture I get. The girdle of truth holds together the core of our identity as it shapes and supports who we are. It tells us this is who you are. And, and it's there to hold us together. Because sometimes we fall apart. Have you, ever gotten, have you ever gotten to the point where you're like, have you called, I'm falling apart over here, man? Tighten your belt. Your belief, okay, and I, I'm speaking from experience. I'm not, I'm not preaching at you. I, I'm giving you a revelation that God is speaking to me about. We're coming into agreement with something that's less than the truth. That's why we're falling apart over here. And we need to tighten our belt, our belt of truth, because it holds the core of who we are in place. So truth about your origin serves as the center point. It's the central point of the battle at hand. We're in a battle. This passage in Ephesians 6, you can go back and read it. I'm not, again, I didn't read it all today. You can read it like last week. You can go back on YouTube and watch the message. You can go into Ephesians 6 and read it yourself. Here's what it says. It says that we are not in a battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. What are we talking about? We're not in a physical battle between people in politics. We're in a battle that's spiritual. And if we aren't being held together by these spiritual spanks, if we don't have the core of who we are, the core of our identity being held together, if we're falling apart over here, guess what? We're going to watch society fall apart. It's no wonder society is falling apart right now in front of us because we have no spiritual spanks. We're not being girded. So we keep procreating that which we are because you will always reproduce who you are. So if you're meandering and lacking, you don't know who you are, and you're, you're like, I don't even know what the truth is. Truth is relative, man. I'm like, truth is your relative? No, it's just like, whatever's good for you, bro. Like, whatever's true for you, it's not so true for me. I don't know. I think there's some absolutes. Why? Because you and I aren't the originators we are not the originators of the origin of creation. Just turn to somebody and say, we need truth. Turn to them and say, I need truth. Because I think what we do is we sometimes want to turn to somebody and we're like, you need truth. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you need Jesus. <laughs> I'm good. 
<laughs> I look good, but you need a spiritual makeover. Lord help you, you need a spiritual makeover. All right. <laughs> I'm not lost, I'm listening. Some of you understand what I'm saying. Number three, truth is your freedom. I love this passage. I'm going to read this. Now, before I read this, this is John 8, 31 to 36. Before I read this, this is a great story. It's a very short story. It's a great story that I think paints a picture of everything that we're saying. I'm going to go through it quickly. I want you to hold on. This is going to be like holding on to Superman's cape, okay? I'm not Superman, but what I'm saying is I'm going to fly through it, so you better hold on. No brakes. Put your seatbelt on. Ready? Right now. Grab your seatbelt. Shh put it on. Some of you are scared. You need a five-point harness. Go ahead and slide into that thing. Buckle it up. Whatever you need. You want a roll cage. You want a helmet. Do whatever you need to put on. But I'm about ready to roll through this quickly because I want to get to something that I think is important. I'm going to read John 8, 31. Jesus is talking to some Jewish leaders that happen to believe in who he says he is. Because some Jewish leaders don't believe Jesus is who he says he is. This is the same as you and I. Some of us sitting here today believe Jesus is who he says he is. Some of us do not believe. Some of us listening right now online believe, and some of us don't believe. Some of us believe some of what Jesus says and not all of it. And Jesus is talking to these Jewish leaders, and this is what he says. To the Jews, verse 31, who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's very, very famous. Man, if you did the truth, will set you free, man. Right? You ever been in trouble? And somebody's like, just tell the truth. The truth will set you free. Then Jesus answered. Or they answered him. They said, uh, and, and by the way, when they answer him, they're offended. So I'm going to read it in an offended voice. We're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone because he talked about being free. How could you say that we shall be set free? We know who we are. Do you know we always want to argue with God and make our truth supersede what he's saying is true? <laughs> Jesus, I know the truth. I mean, you may like miraculously been birthed and heavens were opened and people spoke to you about who you were and doves came out of the sky when you got baptized and you like spit in dirt and put the mud on people's eyes and they can see and all that kind of stuff but I mean who do you really think you are I'm a descendant of Abraham you know who Abraham is <laughs> dead Jesus, <laughs> verse 34, so Jesus, I love Jesus, because Jesus is like, he kind of yawns, like, yep, okay, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So we always say it like, man, if you're free, you are free indeed, right? But we miss the part, it's if the son sets you free right? Your own freedom doesn't set you free indeed. Well, I perceive that I'm free, but you're not. Watch this. Real quickly, if you hold to my teaching, hold, hold. What the whole word hold means, it means to stay, to stay in expectancy. 
like I'm sitting at, to stay in relationship with, to stay in the proximity of. So what he's saying is if you hold to my teaching, my words, if you would stay, if you would be in a place, if you would remain, the word is abide, to continue. If you would just stay in this place, if you would remain in this place of expectation, if you would remain in this place of being in relationship with, if you would quit dating me, I'm like, it's like, like Tinder, up, oh, swipe right, we're going to go to the next one. I don't really know. Sometimes, oh, good, maybe Netflix and chill, maybe give them a call. This is what we do. Sometimes Jesus, but not all the time. He's good enough to date, but not good enough to marry. So I believe I'm just not going to follow. I'm going to follow some of the stuff, but I'm not going to follow all the things because some of the stuff that Jesus said is really weird. He's saying you need to stay. And th this is what he's saying. He needs to stay, and then he follows that up. Be in relationship with me to be my disciple. Then you will know. This word know is one of my favorite words in all of Scripture. The word know in the Greek is gnosko. Here's what it means. Very quickly, here's what it means. If I took a vial and I was dressed in a NASA slash SpaceX spacesuit, because now it's like, when I grew up, it was just NASA. Now we have Elon Musk and we have SpaceX. So it's a collaboration. So we have NASA slash SpaceX, right? And I dressed in the garb and I, and I came to you and I said, hey, I have a vial. And, then, and on the vial, I labeled it and I said, moon dust. And I came to you and I said, hey, I got this vial of moon dust for you. And you took it and you're like, oh. And you go to your friend and you're like, I got moon dust. Your friend's like, that's not moon dust. And you're like, yeah, it is. How do you know? The SpaceX NASA guy told me and it says moon dust right there. And look, it's dusty. It says moon and it's dusty. It's moon dust. Like, I'll bet you 20 bucks. That's not moon dust. And you'd be like, 20 bucks? Yeah. Because I know that it's moon dust. You'd wager 20 bucks all day long. Because 20 bucks, 20 bucks, who cares? $20. That's like a sandwich at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so <laughs> things would change if I said to you, would you wager your life on the fact that that vial I just gave you that says moon dust is really moon dust? We'd be like, um, I don't really know. You know why? Because in the Greek, you don't gnosko know. What that means is you didn't experience, you, you read about it, you were told about it, but you didn't experience you didn't get in a SpaceX slash NASA suit yourself and jump out on the moon and get a little shovel. Because you had a little tiny shovel to fill a little vial. So you get a little tiny shovel. You didn't fill the vial of moon dust, of the dust that you were standing in. You didn't experience the moon dust going in the vial to where you would wager your life on it. You always trust most that which you know most. And to know most, you must experience it the most. Jesus is saying, you need to experience me. Thank you for sitting in, in buildings and rooms and talking about me. But you never knew me. You never gnoscoed me. And the truth of knowing me, being in relationship with me, is what gives you freedom because I can read and never believe.
So you're going to know truth by staying in relationship with Jesus. And of course they answered him. Remember I said they got offended. We're Abraham's descendants. So this is what the Jewish leaders are saying. Hey, Jesus, Jesus, we know. We find our freedom in what is true about our physical origins. And Jesus is like, yeah, but you're only going to find freedom in the truth of your spiritual origins. Jesus, he, he, he turns things around. See, what he's saying is, you can walk physically free, but be spiritually bound. I'm free. Look at me. I've acquired, I've amassed, I've gotten the education, I've got the house, I've got the girl or the guy, I've got everything. I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. And I'm like, are, I see people post that. And I'm like, are you? No, I think you're physically free, but you're still spiritually bound, perhaps. It's very true that I tell everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family. A person who has no permanent place in a family, we would call an orphan. What's he saying? He's like, if you don't have spiritual freedom, you're an orphan. <laughs> and the bondage of sin distorts the truth of our belongings as sons and daughters. Let me say that again. The bondage of sin will always distort the truth about us belonging as sons and and daughters. Do you know why? Because Satan is the father of lies and sin. And Satan only lives to distort truth. He can't create it. Let me say that again. The devil can distort truth, but he can't create it. So what's he want to do? He wants to attack our, our place of origin. He wants to get us to loosen our belt. He wants to debelt us. He wants to swipe that Gucci belt right off our waist. He wants to tell us, like, this is what's going to make you look good. Listen, this is what I say about you. Let me, let me, this is what, not, not, not only, this is not only what I say about you, this is what I say about your ancestors. This is what I say about the lineage that you come from, because if I can get you to doubt your lineage, I can get you to check out on your worth and your legacy. <laughs> so if the sun Set you free, you'll be free indeed. Indeed. My pleasure. Indeed. I don't use the word indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so I looked it up because I was like, who says that? If you say it, amen. Indeed. My pleasure. Indeed. In reality, truly. As opposed to what is pretend. You will be free for real, real. Not like imaginary real. For real, real. Reality real. Oftentimes, I think what we, we let me say it this way. We can spend a lifetime trying to get a hold of truth when all that we really need is for truth to get a hold of us. Searching for truth, man. <laughs> How's that search going? Because I'm going to tell you, truth has already, like, found you. His name is Jesus. So you can make a decision. But I'm telling you right now, we need to be held by truth more than we need to be the holders. 
We can behold truth, but we need to be held by truth. Why? Because it's the belt that holds our, our core and our origins together. It holds our future together. It holds our today together. And oftentimes, you know, we can speak and we can say, God, you know, this is who, and I, and I can tell you as a pastor, like, you need to declare who you are. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm free. You can declare who you are. But today, I felt like what the Lord asked me to do was if he is the originator of our origins, if he is the truth that holds us together, then we actually need to know who he is. And we need some names of God. So I'm going to tell you a little trick. Sometimes it's important for us just to declare who God is in our situation, to remind us who's holding us. The word El means God. El Shaddai, all-efficient God. El Roy, the God who sees me. Some of you don't feel seen. It's the God who sees you. I'm lonely, I'm depressed. And so I wanna hide in my loneliness and my depression even further in a hole. And I'm here to tell you the all-sufficient God, El Shaddai, is your El Roy. He's the God who sees you. El Gibor, the mighty God. El Chayai, the God of my life. El Rahum, the God of compassion. Emmanuel, God with us. Abba, Father, or Papa. That's what a small child, Jewish child, will run to their daddy. Abba, Abba. What are they saying? Papa, Papa. There's a part of us. We need to run to God when we're struggling and we feel like, gosh, I need, I, I, the core of me, I, I, I feel like I'm slipping. Tighten that belt down and start calling upon Papa. You are sufficient. El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. Jehovah Rafika, the Lord my healer. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Elohim Chaim, the living God. Malik Hamarchim, King of Kings. Adonai Harunim, Lord of Lords. El Gibor, Almighty God. Sometimes in the midst of struggle, we need to stand up and start declaring who God is. El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai, Abba, Emmanuel, El Gibor. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the King of Kings. You are the Almighty God. <laughs> Can you feel the power in the name of God? Yeah, I want you to stand with me. What are you believing today? What are you believing? This is a very simple question. What are you believing to be the truth? There are true things that you could, you could, we could get into an argument over true things, but I'm asking us to have a perspective shift and understand that there is a truth that supersedes all that. What are you believing today? True or truth? Because God wants us to actually find rest in our place of origin and truth of being held together by who he is. And by the way, those are only a few names of who God is. Like, I, like the, the list could be like hundreds of names long. What are you believing today? If you feel comfortable doing so, close your eyes with me. I close my eyes just so I can focus. I need it. 
Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask right now. You know, we sing the song, Revival's in the Air. Catch it if you can. Let the wind blow. Let the tide roll. God, I'm asking that there will be a tidal surge of your presence and your Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives, God, that we would be bound together, that we would have the spiritual spanks of the belt of truth holding together every aspect of our origins, of the beginning places of who we are. That, God, it goes back to the very beginning. That what we wanted sometimes, we want to fix what happened yesterday, but, God, you're saying, I, I, I'm a God of restoration that just doesn't fix what happened yesterday. I actually go all the way back to the origination. I can go all the way back to the beginning because I'm the God outside of time. I'm El Emit. I hold everything in the middle together. I was before there was time, and I'm at the end when there is no more time. I hold all things. I hold your middle together. So God, I ask right now that the God of truth, element, would step in in the midst of what we're dealing with. Personally, publicly, Lord, and I say, come right now and move. God binds together the origins of who we are. Give us the core strength to be able to stand firm then with the belt of truth holding together the place that our future originates from. Speak to our origins. Speak to the beginnings. Just don't fix the last generation. Go back and take care of what's happened from the beginning. So it changes the legacy by, by actually taking care of the lineage. It changes the trajectory of where we're going because you actually dealt with where we walked from. El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai. Jehovah Shalom, I pray peace over every single person that hears this right now in the name of Jesus. Jehovah Shalom, because Malik Hamalchim, you are the King of Kings. Adonai Adonim, you are the Lord of Lords. El Kippur, you are Almighty God. Let the wind blow. Let your tide roll. You are reviving. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you're reviving. Yeah. Some of you right now, like physically, you're experiencing. Gnosko, you're experiencing the reviving hand of God on you right now. It's okay. You're the living God. You're the living God. Elohim Chaim, you're the living God. We speak life right now, Jesus. I speak life. I speak life over depression. I say depression break because we're actually being held together by the God of life. We're being held together by a living God. So I speak against depression and suicide. Why? Because we're being held together by the truth. We're being held together by the God of life. So some of you are experiencing depression. Some of you listening online right now are buried underneath the weight and the distorted perspective of depression. And I'm speaking life over you right now. Not my words. Elohim Chaim, the living God. He sees you. He's with you. Is 
And if you need prayer this morning, here's the deal. I'm going to have Joby keep playing the piano. If you need prayer, I want you to come forward. We're going to try to pray for you while being physically distant. We'll text each other from six feet away, whatever we need to do. Listen, right now, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit is hammering on some of your hearts. Don't walk out of here. If you're watching, you can actually text the word pray 111 to 94090. Someone will respond to you and pray for you. You can text that right now. Pray 111 to the number 94090. God, we thank you that you're holding all things together as truth. God, that you hold us more than we could ever hold you. In Jesus' powerful, truthful, grace-giving name, everyone said, amen and amen.